Welcome to the daily VFN Radio Highlights, where we're keeping the conversation light at VFNTV.com. Enjoy. Did you know that the true elections hasn't even taken place yet? You know, when we vote on the presidential election, the day we vote for our president, we're really voting for electorates. And they go to the electoral college, and that's when the, the president's actually chosen. It's, it's coming up this Monday, which means you heard people talking about, you know, should we uh, stir up trouble at the electoral college? Should we try to take it over? Should we try to change it? People are really trying to break loose from the Constitution that says this is how America's Constitution is set up to be able to elect our presidents. And it's so important. As a matter of fact, I want to be able to, for you to be able to understand how the Electoral College works. And she's going to explain it really well, but understand this. If we didn't have it, New York, California, Texas, and Florida would be probably the only states that determine who our president would be. We've got 50 states. Let's just take a look. I want to talk to you about the Electoral College and why it matters. All right, I know this doesn't sound like the most sensational topic of the day, but stay with me because I promise you it's one of the most important. To explain why requires a very brief civics review. The President and Vice President of the United States are not chosen by a nationwide popular vote of the American people. Rather, they are chosen by 538 electors. This process is spelled out in the United States Constitution. Why didn't the founders just make it easy and let the presidential candidate with the most votes claim victory? Why did they create, and why do we continue to need this electoral college? The answer is critical to understanding not only the electoral college, but also America. The founders had no intention of creating a pure majority rule democracy. They knew from careful study of history what most have forgotten today or never learned. Pure democracies do not work. They implode. Democracy has been colorfully described as two wolves and a lamb voting on what's for dinner. In a pure democracy, bare majorities can easily tyrannize the rest of a country. The founders wanted to avoid this at all costs. This is why we have three branches of government, executive, legislative, and judicial. It's why each state has two senators, no matter what its population, but also different numbers of representatives based entirely on population. It's why it takes a supermajority in Congress and three quarters of the states to change the Constitution. And it's why we have the Electoral College. Here's how the Electoral College works. The presidential election happens in two phases. The first phase is purely democratic. We hold 51 popular elections every presidential election year, one in each state and one in D.C. On election day in 2012, you may have thought you were voting for Barack Obama or Mitt Romney, but you were really voting for a slate of presidential electors. In Rhode Island, for example, if you voted for Barack Obama, you voted for the state's four Democratic electors. If you voted for Mitt Romney, you were really voting for the state's four Republican electors. Part two of the election is held in December, and it is this December election among the state's 538 electors, not the November election, which officially determines the identity of the next president. At least 270 votes are needed to win. Why is this so important? Because the system encourages coalition building and national campaigning. In order to win, a candidate must have the support of many different types of voters from various parts of the country. 
winning only the South or the Midwest is not good enough. You cannot win 270 electoral votes if only one part of the country is supporting you. But if winning were only about getting the most votes, a candidate might concentrate all of his efforts in the biggest cities or the biggest states. Why would that candidate care about what people in West Virginia or Iowa or Montana think? But you might ask, isn't the election really only about the so-called swing states? Actually, no. If nothing else, safe and swing states are constantly changing. California voted safely Republican as recently as 1988. Texas used to vote Democrat. Neither New Hampshire nor Virginia used to be swing states. Most people think that George W. Bush won the 2000 election because of Florida. Well, sort of, but he really won the election because he managed to flip one state which the Democrats thought was safe, West Virginia. Its four electoral votes turned out to be decisive. No political party can ignore any state for too long without suffering the consequences. Every state, and therefore every voter in every state, is important. The Electoral College also makes it harder to steal elections. Votes must be stolen in the right state in order to change the outcome of the Electoral College. With so many swing states, this is hard to predict and hard to do. But without the Electoral College, any vote stolen in any precinct in the country could affect the national outcome, even if that vote was easily stolen in the bluest California precinct or the reddest Texas one. The Electoral College is an ingenious method of selecting a president for a great, diverse republic such as our own. It protects against the tyranny of the majority, encourages coalition building, and discourages voter fraud. Our founders were proud of it. We can be too. I'm Tara Ross for Prager University. Isn't that powerful? You think about it. That's going to happen on Monday. It's going to be December the 19th when the true final election, the electors that everybody picked from each state. That's so important because you can you imagine that New York picked every single president? It just wouldn't happen. They knew when they designed the Constitution, when they wrote it out, they wanted equal representation. That's why we're called a republic. We're a representative form of government. We're not a pure democracy, which is one man, one vote. If you go one man, one vote, that means the, the bigger states would determine the, who, the, who the president is for the, for the rest of the United States, 300 the million folks. Well, that's not what they want. They want every state to have equal representation. That's why every state has two senators and every uh, state has so many congressmen per so many thousand people in their state. It's a very equal and balanced form of government. So that's the Electoral College is taking place this coming Monday. And I want to ask you to pray. You know, pray for our, our election, pray, pray that our constitutional stays sound, that there's a peaceful transition of power, just like uh, uh, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton said at the beginning of this program, that our nation's about a peaceful transfer of power and that President-elect Donald Trump will be our president. And also pray for between now and January the 20th, because that's the day the presidential-elect uh, Donald Trump that, uh, that uh, um, America voted for will be sworn in as the President of the United States. At that point, he'll be known as President Donald Trump. You've just been listening to the highlights from VFN TV and the Daily Radio program, where we're keeping the conversation light. Listen or watch more programs and check out the VFN Torch at VFNTV.com. Don't forget about our VFN TV app, where no matter where you are, you can take the light with you and share with your friends. We want to thank our sponsors and partners who make this program possible. Take the time and support our sponsors. You can locate them at VFNTV.com and select sponsors. 
If you'd like to become a sponsor or partner, you can do so at VFNTV.com. VFNTV and the Daily Radio Program, where we're keeping the conversation light.